Oh. Sorry, guys, about the noise in the background. They're still building the building next to my building. Um, and I haven't slept in a year, so you can handle 20 minutes of a podcast, I'm sure. Um, oh, what? Whew. It's been a while since I had time to record this. And even now, I'm just kind of forcing it because I just really feel compelled to um, to do this. So you can call it um, intuition and call it inspired action. Um, I'm going to tell you how I'm landing in the room because I'm, yeah, it's just a lot going through my head at the moment. So... It's been like two months since I last updated my podcast, which is not ideal. Um, Should have prepared for that Christmas period better, I think. I think life just got a hold of me. And I I sound a little raspy because I haven't really been speaking this morning. I was just getting my head down and getting some work done for a client. And I... I'm very heartbroken today. And I don't know if listening to the TED Radio Hour on gender and violence was such a good idea in my fragile state. But I did it because I felt like I needed to hear the stories. And I needed to... I needed to remind myself why I do what I do. And it's very timely because yesterday I was at uh, the League of Extraordinary Women's Find Your Five event. So as a Sydney ambassador, I went and supported. And a girl that I met a year ago, actually, funnily enough, literally a year ago, um, at the same event, actually, She was like, I really see you as a coach, though. And, like, what are you passionate about? And, like, well, then, you know, what are you passionate about? And I was like, oh, you know, we've just been talking about, like, um, women, and I'm really passionate about women not ending up with assholes. Um, She was like, well, there's your niche. (laughs) And it's just funny because I have considered kind of, like, taking the feminism route. Um... But I also know how tough that is and how strong you have to be to do that. And I know I'm that strong. I'm just, I think I just have some fear of activating it. Um, But yeah, so this podcast was a very good reminder that there's just so much work to be done. And we all have to fight different battles to make sure that we ultimately come out equal in the end, everybody together and safe. And I think safety is just such an issue. Like, having to have a conversation with my friend about being afraid to run in the morning because I'm afraid for my safety. Like, that's not okay. Like, that that shouldn't be normal. And we were both so upset that I wasn't, that it was 
a conversation that we needed to have. Um, and the one time I did go for a run in the morning, and I think that's what scared me. Um, I went at like 4.30 in the morning. I was up early. I had gone to bed early. Like, I was feeling really good, and I was really proud of myself for getting up and going for a run. And, um, and what happened was I was running home, and um, this man, this man was like walking ahead of me. He was maybe like what, 100, 150 meters away in front of me. And this was on the street where I live. Um, and he was shirtless. And so this is what, like, 5, 5.15 in the morning. Like, it's just getting a bit bright. There's obviously not a lot of people around. Um, and he turned around and he saw me. And I think he slowed down. So I slowed down. Because I was like, I'm almost home. I can stop running now. I'm like, you know, I did my 3K today. And... Um, and he slowed down and he was walking and I was walking and I obviously I'm a little nervous because a lot of shit has gone down here in Australia with women uh, I'm mostly you know they were mostly at night but this was still quite quiet time of day and um he kept looking back at me and I didn't really understand why like I'm just walking I'm trying to walk home and I didn't have my phone on me um, and so this is actually another reason why I run with my phone on me now. Um, and, um, just kept slowing down and kept looking back, like, with increased frequency. And this is all happening within, like, a 50-second time period. Okay? It was less than a minute. It was very short. And, oh, actually, maybe two minutes, because it was, like, further down the road. And... And I'm almost at, like, the place, like, the bit where I turn into, like, the small path that leads to my flat. And, like, that that is relatively safe because, obviously, like, it's all flats. And if I screamed, it would echo and then people would notice, right? Um, but I was still terrified. And so I, so he turned around and turned around and turned around again. And this is all, like, within, like, 10 seconds. And I, I got scared. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to make a run for it because I don't, I don't trust this person and we were getting a little bit closer like we were now maybe 80 meters apart so I broke into a run and I even noticed out of the corner of my eye as I broke into a run he actually whipped around to look at me again and I was just like what the actual fuck so I like literally pit in my stomach dropped like terrified so I ran all the way to my flat and into the, uh, got into the building, so, um, thankfully, I was, like, I already had my keys in my hand, because I was close to home, um, and I had my keys in my hand, so I, I used the fob, got myself in the building, and then actually, like, was torn between, do I stay and make sure that this glass door that always takes five fucking minutes to close, closes, or do I try and make a run for it into my flat, um, and so I decided to stay and make sure it closed because then I would also see if he was there because um, I was like, I would still be able to make it into my flat in time. Um, and thankfully, he didn't follow me. Um, but like when I got into the flat, because we're like on a raised ground floor, I didn't turn on the lights 
because I didn't want him to know where I was. Didn't turn on the lights. Um, and then kind of like breathed a sigh of relief that I was thankfully home. And and then I was just like, you know, thank Jesus, oh, thank the universe for keeping me safe today because it might not be like that tomorrow. And that's actually stopped me from going running. Um, earlier in the morning when I, when I really enjoy doing it because there are so few people around. Um, and there's just like this beautiful hush because um, that morning I went down to Darling Harbor and there were still a few people milling about, don't get me wrong, and that's totally fine. And I'm, I'm not saying I have to be alone or whatever. I don't mind that there's people around, but I do mind that this attention is given to me when, when I'm not asking for it or when I don't deserve it. And that scares me. And this isn't the worst story that I have, obviously, but it's one that really stuck with me because it's really affected me because it's, it's affected my life. It's affected me because I can't go training for my marathon that I'm running in November because I'm afraid to go out. And then I said, oh, it will be much more different in England. And my friend looked at me and was like, really, will it be different? I'm like, oh, you know what? I, I don't really know. But there's a part of me that's like, I, I, you know what? I don't know. Maybe I, I want to think that. Maybe that's just me saying this to make myself feel better right now. Um, I don't know. And it's, it, it just scares me. And I hate that. Because in a situation like that, I would be powerless to defend myself because I'm not the world's strongest person. And yeah, of course I would try. Of course we fucking try. But there are points when you don't know if you, if it's safer for you to not do anything, you know? If you're a guy, you probably don't. But if you're a girl, you'll understand. And that's a terrible thing for me to say. But it's also true. And this is why I fight the good fight. This is why I get up in the morning. I want women, my kind, my people, to be safe. I want my people to be protected. I want my people to be happy. And then this kind of rounds back down to the question of, well, what do you want to do? Because my first answer was, I want to teach men how not to be assholes. <laughs> um, but if they already are an asshole, they're not really going to take the time to listen to me, are they? Like, let's face it, my target demographic with this is not exactly the arrogant male species. From whatever race. Yeah. And it's just interesting to review, I guess. Because then you look at the men in your life and you realize how gendered they are. And I'm lucky enough to have a few that are not quite so, you know, that are a little bit more aware. And it's interesting because in the podcast today, there was this guy, I think his name was Jackson, I can't remember if that was his first name or last name. But he said, so he fights 
Um, so he, he, he works to help end violence against women with like teaching the men, saying that men are the problem, not women, which I wholeheartedly agree with. Um, I've lost my train of thought now. But what my point was is that like, oh yeah, he said, he said like, just because I'm not perfect doesn't mean I'm going to stop fighting this fight. Like, it doesn't mean I'm going to stop teaching men or I'm going to stop supporting women. Like, the, the two aren't mutually exclusive. Yeah, we all fuck up. We're all imperfect humans. And women are just as subject to following and obe- obeying the patriarchy as men are, even if they are feminists. I do. I do it all the time. I see myself do it sometimes, and I just want to cringe and die in a hole somewhere um, because of what I did. And I, I don't know. I... I just think that it's so important to be just better than yesterday. Even if you can just do that. Like, um, the other day, yeah, Monday, I was at the bus stop with my friend and it was a little bit of a dodgy part of town. Okay, so central. <laughs> um, central Sydney is a bit dodgy. Get over it. And what happened was... Um, there are these three guys, and they were clearly high on something, and I don't mean weed, like, it was clearly, like, a pill of some kind that they'd taken, and one guy was on one of these, like, rented bikes, so I call them, um, Boris bikes, because I don't know what they're called yet, because there's, like, six different companies that have them, anyway, um, he was riding around on one, and then he crashed into this bench that this girl was sitting on, and he didn't crash her, he crashed it on the other side, and the benches were, like, seats on both sides, so, it didn't she didn't she didn't get hurt but my friend and i female friend and i were stood there going this is not okay and like she's obviously quite nervous and she had her headphones and she was trying to watch something on her phone um and the guy like kept like whizzing past her behind her so she kept looking back and so at one point i was like i'm really uncomfortable with this i'm not okay with this and so um inside the bus stop there was there was a seat like the seats had come free because a bus had come by so we waved her over and said hey just come sit here because at least then you're safer she was like oh yeah thank you thank you and then she went and sat and that's all that needs to be done like i didn't even want to tell people about it but i feel like this is an appropriate place to do it because this is the small things that you can do these are the small things that you can do to make sure that people are safe because it doesn't have to be some kind of grand thing. You don't have to step in and get punched. Like, it doesn't have to be like that. It's in the small things and it's in the small actions that make you a good person. And if we had left it, it wouldn't have made us necessarily bad people. Like, it's not, again, it's not mutually exclusive. Like, you being a good person or you not being a good person does not make you a bad person. And I think we need to remember that. We would do well to remember that. And instead of choosing to be passive, I just encourage you, I I implore you to be active, to actively be the person that you need when you are in danger and when you need help. And I just find it such an important aspect of being a good human being. Like this isn't this even doesn't even like come down to gender anymore. When it really comes down it got comes down to it, the question is, are you a good human being or are you a not a good human being? Not even a bad human being. Are you a good human being or are you not?
And ask yourself that question. Ask yourself that question. And no, you don't have to always give money to the homeless when you need to be a good human. Right? That's not that doesn't make you a good human because it's the intention behind it that counts. The intention behind us calling that girl over to sit with us, okay? That was pure intention of her safety. Nothing else. And that makes me a good person and I am fucking proud to say that. And I wish I'd done that more in my past, in past past experiences. I really do. And this is me making a pledge that I'm going to do the best that I can in those situations, always, going forward. Always. Doing the best that I can. And that doesn't mean by putting myself or others in danger. Because all situations are different. And all situations carry different sense of fear. Like, when the guy felt me up on the bus... And it was a completely full bus and I didn't say anything. And I said to my friend instead, he touched me and we didn't say anything because we were so afraid. Because at that moment, fear takes over. And I let him get away with it. That's on me. And I have excuses. I have excuses. And they're valid excuses. But no more. No more. I'm going to sit with this for a little bit. Because... Because I am deeply passionate about this. I just don't know how I want to run with this. How to run with this. So yeah, very curious how that's going to go. Watch this space because I'm not done yet. That's for sure. I'm pretty sure that this is actually the first podcast where I haven't said um like once. And isn't that interesting? Doesn't that say something? I don't think I'm even going to edit this. I think I'm just going to pop this on. I'm going to shift gears now a little bit. Um, oh, there we go. Um, I'm in. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to shift gears now a little bit to my future. What is up with the world of Arna? And being Dutchanese and all of that fun stuff. So I made an announcement on Facebook and Instagram the other day about me moving back to Europe at the end of... Well, actually, yes, at beginning of April, but yeah, so it's going to be a beginning of April, officially. And I'll leave Sydney end of March. Yeah, that's right. And I'm going to be based in the north of England, and I will be traveling quite a lot. 
hopefully to London a lot and hopefully um, to the rest of Europe. Ooh, excuse me. That was a big yawn. Um, anyway, so this is what I will be doing. And the reason for doing this is because there is some client work that I want to focus on in the UK and develop as well as just some new ideas that I have that I want to chase. And moving to England is going to actually, surprisingly, um, make it easier for me to live and cheaper for me to live and give me more time to spend on what I love to do and no more luggage shop shifts. So that will be super interesting. And yeah, I just wanted to let you all know that. I will hopefully be seeing lots of friends in Europe and everybody with a spare bedroom hit me up because I'm so here for it. And I would love to kind of, yeah, experience some more joy and be close to people that I love and cultivate old relationships and cultivate new ones. Like I'm so ready for the new relationships. The reason I'm going at the beginning of April is actually because... Tony Robbins is going to be in London from the 10th to the 14th, 11th to 11th, 12th, 13th, 14th, yeah, 11th to the 14th of April, and I will be crewing, I'll be crewing, which is super exciting, so that means that I will be in London from like the 8th, 9th, I think the 9th, 9th to the 15th at the very least and if not hopefully longer as well because there's a few people I'd love to see uh Charlene being one of them and maybe I should come message Lottie so there's quite a few people I'd like to see there and and then I'll be going to Holland for a little bit so there's a few people I want to see there and I'd really love to spend King's Day with my sisters so that'll be fantastic and then I'll be in England and then um in May, I hope to just stay in the UK and maybe not do too much traveling in May just so that I can kind of get my bearings and get some of this client work done because there's a big conference in the beginning of April, beginning of June, sorry, that I have to be present for in Manchester. And then, yeah, like big things are happening. So lots of moving and shaking. I'm running the New York Marathon in November, so there will be a nice juicy episode about that sometime soon as well because we officially start training on Monday, so it's very exciting. I have some fantastic people I am running with. I cannot wait. I'm super excited for this. I can't believe that I've become a runner. Like I'm so proud of myself for making it this far. I always thought that it was never going to be for me, and yet here I am. And like shaving down those kilometer times like nobody's business. It is so good, and I feel so empowered through it. It's such a great way for me to meditate as well and to do my visualizing and to focus on my breathing. Like it is all happening it's all good and I'm super excited for this entire year for all of the challenges that are to come so um thank you for being on this journey with me and I'm going to end it here because I've got a lot to do today and yeah thank you thank you for being here thank you for listening I super appreciate it I know there's only a few of you out there and I just, I'm just so grateful to be here in this moment and to be present to this moment. Thank you.